Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Tuesday nights at 9 p.m., WSHIT presents Karen American Lawyer. Karen American Lawyer. This week on Karen American Lawyer. No, you are. By not following the law. First of all, I don't have to identify myself. Yes, you do. Actually, I don't. It's called common law. You should read up on it. I do not. Okay? So we both know that I don't. I am a woman of God. This is my right as much as it is yours. This is my land as much as it is yours. I did not sign up for this. I am a Christian woman of God, and you are not going to put your disgusting rules on me that are false and not true. I will not have it. Do you understand that? I will not have it. I'm sick of being bullied. I'm sick of being lied to, and it's not going to happen anymore. Do you understand? The CDC just released. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It seems Karen, the American lawyer, may not be available for this week's episode. We'll be back right after this commercial break. On this episode of the commercial break, the guy gets stuck in there for four years waiting oh for someone God. to let him off the boat. That They're just crazy. They ferry him food and stuff, so he's the only guy on this entire tanker stuck in the salty sea for four years. Oh my God. My time on the salty sea. Now, they, you know, like reporters have gone over to the boat and oh, done reports. And yeah. yeah, they're keeping an eye on him and the Red Cross and stuff like that. And he says, eh, eh. <laughs> okay. He's like, eh, that's rent. I didn't have to pay it? for four years. <laughs> My apartment back home is not so yeah, great. exactly. <laughs> 
so I, I met this lady. Her name is Dr. Sin. She's an OBGYN and a certified vulvar skin specialist. That's a, that's the skin of the vulva. Let's all make that clear. And I met her, and I thought she was wonderful. I asked everybody to send in some questions for the doctor because what she had, what she was doing in this room was fielding questions about sex. And so I thought this would be a good educational version of the commercial break. Let's bring in Dr. Dr. Sin. The one experience I had, it was my girlfriend at the time and then another girl that I was friends with. And we, we were young. And we were all drinking one night at a bar. And we went back to the house. And then all of a sudden, everyone was getting amorous uh-huh. with each other. And I was like, wow, this is really happening. <laughs> right? But then I was quickly left out of the action. <laughs> and I was like, shit. I knew this was going to happen. All of a sudden, they were in the corner of the bed. And I was like, uh-uh. But then I... I I you got to jump in there. To have. You were taking a that's, break. That's right. I, could, I was taking a break <laughs> yeah. for the whole night. <laughs> the next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Oh, yeah. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Mom. Hi, stepmom. <laughs> Hello, stepmom. Dad told me to come in and talk to you. About what to do with my girlfriend. Oh, yes, let me teach you. <laughs> Take down your pants and let me show you how we work it. <laughs> Welcome to the TCB Porn Studios. Yes. Where this is how we make extra cash on the weekends. We film porn, we film porn movies in here. How are you doing, Hoadley? I'm doing fantastic. I'm Brian. This is Hoadley in. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Welcome to the commercial break. Another fantastic episode. There is a dude. Do you know, did you hear about the... Um, you know that boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal, yes. causing like trillions of dollars worth of trade to yeah, just stop, come to a big halt, right? Yes. And then, you know, oil tankers and all this other shit. I don't even know how they got stuck, really, in the Suez Canal. It's about a mile wide. <laughs> I that like, thing was huge, though. It's huge. I think they broke like a <laughs> they broke a steering rudder or something. But they, they slammed into the side of the Suez Canal, yes. stopping all traffic for a week, I think it was. Yep. But that you that is, that's how you avoid the the Cape of Africa, right? right. I mean, you the have horn. To, yeah, the horn. The horn. That's yeah. right. And so they get stuck on the side here, and now they've been freed, and they get put into this lake called the Salty Lake. <laughs> I think it's an original <laughs> name for a, for a lake. It's the Salty Lake. Is it really? You don't say. Jim, what should we call the lake? I don't know. It's awful salty. salty. Let's call it salty. Yeah. So they get stuck in the salt. So now they're in the Salty Lake waiting for, oh, I don't know, whatever. Are. They're the like Egypt- in quarantine in yeah, the Salty in, Lake? That is quarantine. <laughs> it's more like jail because they, the Egyptian government now says that this company, the Chinese oh. company that owns the boat, mm. owes them Five hundred billion dollars wow. for stopping this trade, and you know, for yeah. all this other bullshit that the the Egyptian government is just kind of making up. Like, if you read the what the actual charges are, it's like three hundred yeah. billion dollars, and you know, trouble. It just says like <laughs> trouble, and there's no specification. But here's the crazy part: is that then now the seamen are the, the seamen, the men of the sea, the, the men of the sea are stuck. <laughs> On this boat, they cannot leave. The Egyptian government will not let them leave oh, the boat. Wow. They are stuck in the middle of the salty sea. The mm. seamen in the middle of the salty sea <laughs> are stuck there, and they can't leave. Now, I was like, this is crazy. Now they've been on this boat for like three weeks, four weeks, a month, two months. I don't know how right. long it's been. Clearly, they've got someone's got to go and help these guys, yeah. right? There's like 12 of them that are stuck there. Well, I go and I do some research. This happens all the time. Really? There's a guy who was stuck for four years on a boat. Four years? One guy on a huge tanker no full way. of like cars and shit and, you know, corn. I don't know what they send on those boats. Everything, you everything, know? Everything yeah. from my, uh, you know, my cup here to oil. Yeah. And the guy gets stuck in there for four years waiting oh, for someone God. to let him off the boat. They're just crazy. They ferry him food and stuff. So he's the only guy on this entire tanker stuck in the salty sea 
Sea for four years. Oh, my God. My time on the Salty Sea. Now, they, you know, like reporters have gone over to the boat and oh, done reports. And yeah. yeah, they're keeping an eye on him and the Red Cross and stuff like that. And he says, eh, eh. <laughs> okay. He's like, eh, that's rent. I didn't have to pay for four years. <laughs> my apartment back home is not so yeah, great. exactly. <laughs> I don't like my wife all that much. <laughs> The kids are expensive. Take your time. Yeah, that's right. Take your time. We'll be back soon. Don't worry about it. It's unbelievable to me. I can't imagine getting. I went on a cruise ship last September or two, you know, before the before times. And the before times, I went on a cruise ship with my son, my four year old. Uh And I, like, the 12 hours that we were stuck on that (laughs) that boat from place to place was an absolute nightmare. I was like, get me off this fucking boat. I I couldn't even imagine being stuck on a boat for four years. Absolutely not. Brand new TCBpodcast.com is where you can go. You can find all of our links right there. All of our audio episodes and our video episodes. Find out more about Chrissy and I. You can read show notes. And you can find us at, at the commercial break on Instagram, 470-584-8449 is where you can text us and leave us a message. You can leave us a voice message if you so choose. You can't actually get a hold of us. So we've had some people call. <laughs> this hello? lady called. She's like, hello, is Brian there? <laughs> Brian's not there. He's not available right now. Can I take yeah. a message for him? You won't actually get a hold of anybody. Yeah, it's, just yeah, leave a message uh, yeah. or text. I always get, there's this guy on, on Clubhouse. Uh-huh. And he's like a PR guy. And I thought, we need to talk to this guy, right? Yeah. This PR guy. for He was really singing a song and a dance on Clubhouse. And I'm like, good for this PR guy. And then he's got in his bio, it's like, text me. You know, just text me and let's let's chat. Let's and I'm, he's got like 250 million followers or whatever it is. And I'm so, I'm like, wow, let's text Michael and see what he's up. like. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this is Brian. I write, I write this page long text to him, basically. <laughs> this is Brian with the commercial break. We're doing really well, but you know, I feel like we might need to take it to the next level. You're just the guy so inspired by your speech. Blah, 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 blah. Send reply comes right back. Unavailable. Thanks for texting me. Please leave your email address here. I mean, it's like it's like spam. <laughs> Instantaneously, I'm spam. They got me. I thought I should have known better than that. You will not get spam from our phone number. However, you can only text us and leave us a message yes. at Brian Green and at TCB We're Chris. Some action on we that are getting too. some action, and and mm-hmm. and it's going to be put to good use today. I'll tell you why yes. in a few minutes. At TCB Chrissy at Brian Green on Clubhouse. Join the Commercial Break Club or the Comedy Podcast Club if you're listening to this currently, like if you're listening to this on Friday. Bill Burr is going to be with us on uh, on the 2nd of May, 9 p.m. in the Comedy Podcast Club. That's awesome. It, it's unbelievable. Then Stephen Wright, then Susie Essman wow. from Curb Your Enthusiasm, then Brian Regan, noted uh, stand-up comic. Yeah. Specials all over the place. I just can't believe the, the great luck, uh, the string of luck that we're having with these comics. And uh, it's a little surreal. The, mm-hmm. my, the way that my world has changed in just a couple of weeks is a little surreal. Two weeks ago, you know, I was texting with my mom. <laughs> with my mom. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> the, or not. It, why? Yeah. Because she threw her phone away. She threw her phone away in the garbage. <laughs> and I watched it travel it. all over Atlanta with my tracker. <laughs> like, mom, what'd you do to it? I don't know. I think I left it on the couch. <laughs> no, you left it in the trash can. I could see it stopping at every address. <laughs> In North Atlanta. Oh, what do we do about that? Oh, I guess I have to buy you a no phone. Yeah. That's what we do about it. Oh, they don't just like me. Can't go find it. Yeah. What am I going to do, mom? You want me to go and dig it through the Dumpster trash? Diving. Yeah, my mom. God bless her heart. <laughs> but one week I'm texting my mom. The next week I'm texting Caroline Ray. Yes. It's just a little, the whole thing is yeah, a little surreal, surreal, but I still have children. So <laughs> every once they in a while, I get, my head goes in the clouds uh, yeah. and then I come right back down as I, they yesterday, don't care who you're going, texting with. <laughs> going into the bathtub, right? And I'm like, I got Matthias and, and Mia. So now we're going to do yeah. double bath time. Yeah. Right, which is the new thing yes. now. 
And Matias is still getting used to his sister. He's not 100% convinced she's staying here forever or that he wants her to stay here forever. Right. So sometimes it's all, you know, shits and giggles. And then other times he can get a little upset that she's mm-hmm. taking away, like the bath time is his time. And so yeah. when we put him in double bath time, which is just so we can get him to bed, you know, before they explode. Sure. Because basically they're like gremlins. <laughs> if you are. put him to bed after 730, they explode and I have to deal with it. Yes. Well, so I put Matty in the bath. You know, he's old enough to jump in there. And then I... I take Mia and I undo her diaper and I've got her in my arms like this. And I'm Matthew's like throwing a little bit of a fit. He's like, why don't you share everything? I don't want to share anything. You know, he just can't say that, but that's what he's basically saying. And so I'm holding me and I'm like, Matthew, please settle down. Like we're good. This is all good. You'll have bedtime. I'll read you a story, all this other stuff. And then as I take Mia and put her off my arm, there's just this string of shit that's just all the way down my arm. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. So, you know. That keeps you grounded. That keeps me grounded. There's no other way to put it. (laughs) Chrissy and I, we fear no subject. There is no sacred ground. There is no sacred cow here at the commercial break. We Mm -hmm. fear no subject. A couple months ago, I talked about a, a woman that I had met on Clubhouse, a certified, an actual doctor, someone with actual credentials, unlike us who just have right. Twitter, Twitter degrees and nothing, right? Yes. And I had such a good time in, in this one particular room that I that I that I met her in, which was my first sexual experience was, and you can imagine oh, right. on Clubhouse, right? Yeah. It's, some of them are serious, but most of them are joking, and they try and make it as oddball and weird as as possible. But I don't know if you remember a lot. When I was growing up, like Dr. Ruth Dr. was the Ruth. lady, right? Yes. She was the lady. She was everywhere. She was teaching people about sex. She mm-hmm. was, you know, this was like a, it was a new way, I think, even to our parents. She was a, a pioneer. Pioneer, where mm-hmm. she would talk about like actual medical terms and tell people, even when she knew, even in the face of joking and ridicule and yep. all this other stuff, she kept a straight face and she had a mission and she also had fun with it. She had a good sense mm-hmm. of humor. So I, I just, I was reminded, uh, of how badly that is needed in, in today's society. Yes. And, you know, all the best that we can drum up is Dr. Drew fucking Vinsky. It's just, I don't know. We'll get that whole different story altogether. Yeah. But, you know, so I, I met this lady. Her name is Dr. Sin. She's an OBGYN and a certified vulvar skin specialist. That's a, that's the skin of the vulva. Let's all make that clear. Yes. And I met her and I thought she was wonderful. I asked everybody to send in some questions for the doctor because what she had, what she was doing in this room was fielding questions about sex. And so I thought this would be a good educational version of the commercial break. Let's bring in Dr. Dr. Sin, Dr. CYN. Hi, Dr. Sin. Hello. How are you guys today? Hi, Doc. We're good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Dr. Sin looks good. She does. Dr. Sin looks good. You look good, Dr. Sin. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Where are you located? Are you in Nashville? No, I used to live in Nashville. I'm in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Oh, that's great. Equally as beautiful Mm -hmm. of a part of the country. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, And a similar size, too, kind of in the city size of it. Yeah, I almost think like, I don't know, I kind of like Charlotte a little bit better. I like Nashville because it's the party town, mm-hmm. but I like Charlotte because it feels like the more adult version of Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I would agree with that. Nightlife is more entertaining in Nashville than Charlotte. Yes. yes. But when you're like me and 44 years old with children, the nightlife is just something you you listen to your <laughs> you other friends talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not something that I go down. So certified OBGYN working in Nashville, a, a board certified Charlotte. OBGYN, <laughs> Charlotte. Charlotte, sorry. And then tell us about vulvar skin specialist. Well, you know, unfortunately, we just don't talk about the skin down there very often. It's been quite taboo. And I think it's important, not just for women, but also men 
to recognize, understand, and to be comfortable with talking about the vulva. So I like for everyone to say vulva just so they can get used to it and women be less shameful and for boys and men to stop shaming women over their vulva. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I like to call it the private face. That's what I call it because ah, it's important for like women that. to the know. Yeah. The private face mm-hmm. is just as beautiful as the public face. That's right. Hey, I listen, I'm, I'm a man who can agree with this, right? <laughs> and as a man who feels just lucky to have known any vaginas in my lifetime, I am Vulvas. I am with you. Yeah, no, I think it's important. Like, I think about this with my son and teaching him as he grows up mm-hmm. to be a man that my father taught me how to be respectful of women, how to make sure that, you know, it, all human beings really is kind of right. what he said. but. Yeah. You know, uh, but then you get into that. My parents weren't so great at the sex part. They, you know, they kind of gave yeah. us a book and said, here, good luck. See you <laughs> right. later. At 17 years old yeah. when, it, when it was way too late. Uh, but I, I think that it, it's like we have an important mission as men and boys in this society to raise our children to be just a little bit smarter than we were about the whole situation. Yeah. And to use the actual medical terminology, like I don't call, you know, his bing bang. I don't call his penis a bing bang. Right? right. I call it a penis, at least in front of him. Now, right. that's just to make sure that he knows the medical term for it. Yeah. And he doesn't run off using, you know, crazy words. We actually had this whole con- we had this whole conversation one time with the production assistant about the incredibly horrible words that people use for vagina, like just the yeah. awful words yeah. that people have learned to use for vagina. So what it, so uh, for for those of us, for those of us men who may not understand, what is the vulva? Okay, this is important also for women because believe it or not, many women do not understand the difference between the vulva and the vagina. Mm-hmm. Okay, so true story. When it comes to the private face or your intimate area or your genital area, the outside area, you know, between your legs where there's naturally hair down there, okay, Mm -hmm. that is the vulva. When you go inside, that's the vagina. And unfortunately, both men and women like to call the entire area the vagina, and that is incorrect, and it leads to women mismanaging their skin down there and their grooming techniques. Ah. Yes. So what do you do as a vulvar skin specialist? What? How do you help women in this department? Well, first of all, I make sure women know simple, basic, healthy grooming techniques when it comes to the private phase. They always hear, you know, on the media, wherever, the vagina is natural, cleaning organ. All you need is some water down there. And yes, that is true when it comes to the vagina, right? But the vulva, Mm -hmm. that's the outside. It has the same sweat glands that you have under your armpits, okay? No shit. Yeah, so when you start cleaning your armpits with only water... Then you could clean your vulva with only water. That's my mindset. I've got a, yes. I've that, got a few right? friends that take that road, and it's absolutely <laughs> after a few days, they have a certain must to them that that's not pleasant. Right now, you got to be careful in how you clean it. But so that's one sure. of the big things that I do, and I really try to educate the masses when it comes to the skin down there. Also, I help women who have really. Um, skin problems, okay? A lot of women who choose to remove the hair down there, they experience ingrown hairs. 
and sometimes mm-hmm. hyperpigmentation. And then there are medical conditions of the vulva. So women have lichen sclerosis, hydratinitis suppurativa, and these are serious conditions that can completely change even how it looks, how it functions. Wow. They can't hardly have sex anymore, and it really impacts their quality of life. Oh, yeah. So when a, when a woman has hyperpigmentation of the vulva, does yes. that mean there's a skin discoloration? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, like, and I apologize okay. for using, you know, medical terms. But no, no, no. you get the dark we need, spots. We need the medical terms. Yeah, too. yeah. Right. You but, get the dark, no, you spots, get dark spots down spots. there. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For, you know, lighter hue people, they may just appear red. For darker hue people, they'll appear brown or black. And the darker oh. your, your hue, the longer it takes to go away. Ah, yeah. I, you know, when I first started being intimate with women, when I first start, when I was started to get sexually active at a pretty young age, 15 years old, now I'm sure there are many people who are well, are more like sexually <laughs> active at nine or whatever. Right. You know, we've heard the stories, but 15 is really, I think at that time, at least with my friend group, that was pretty, pretty young. But when mm-hmm. I be- became sexually active, I had no idea what any part of any vagina was like literally had no idea yeah. and i had to literally feel my way through it yeah. it's a right. complicated piece of machinery down there right ours is a little less complicated right it's a stick and if you rub it or the, if you rub it the right way it's gonna do its thing right but the vagina is extraordinarily complicated and we know this because right. I mean, since kinsey and we know this right mm-hmm. that the that there's a whole nerve oh, chain yeah. that's connected almost all the way to the brain or all the way to the brain much more sensitive even than the penis yeah there's like tens of oh, millions yeah. of nerve endings mm-hmm. right how do you go about explaining to women who come into your office and they say doc and i'm sure this is probably something you hear often or have heard often doc can't have an orgasm don't know what that's about but having trouble having an orgasm can't figure it out can't don't know where how do you tell them where do you tell them to start like how do they figure it out Well, first of all, I always ask them if they've ever had an orgasm, okay? Because really how I manage that patient is going to be different if they've had orgasms before and they're not having them now. Sometimes you just don't like your partner, okay? And that's that's why you're not having an orgasm. Your new partner is not really doing the things that your old partner used to do. And that's a real issue. my wife. Other times, it could be all kind of things. And so what I try to do is get an understanding of what's happening when they're having sex. You know, is there foreplay or not? Uh, I even ask about medical conditions that they may have. I do a complete review of systems and then kind of walk through their day or their week. How often are you having Mm -hmm. sex? You know, what positions Mm -hmm. are you using? Are you having vaginal dryness, which is causing more irritation and pain? So who's going to have an orgasm in that situation? So there's so many little things that can lead to being what we call a orgasmic. Yeah, but some women have Perhaps. never had them. And, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say it's a lot to do with the mind too. For women, the, the biggest the part is the mind. Yeah, the exactly. biggest part is the is the mind. And my goal yep. every time I'm I'm managing a lady who has issues with orgasms, my goal is to strengthen her mind and her overall mm-hmm. aura to a point where she can have an orgasm without touching herself. That's always my goal. Yeah. Holy like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I've practiced a little tantra yoga in, in my time and mm-hmm. learned to ha- have what's called a dry orgasm, right? So that you can continue on the pleasure and the fun and still it's it's a technique that's, that mm-hmm. took years to even figure out. And then, you know, I, 
can't, it's not, I can't always do it on command, but it's just something yeah. that I learned. When, wh- I, I wonder how you approach somebody, like, so I, I went to the doctor one time, and I said, I was on some medication at the time, and I was finding that my, that my love life wasn't so fantastic, mm-hmm. right? I was just not as interested, I was not feeling it. And I said, Doc, you know, maybe I need some Viagra, right? I'm like 27 at the time, and the doctor is like, listen, I don't think Viagra is a bad thing, because anytime blood's flowing down there, it's like a muscle. The more that you work it, the more that it's Mm -hmm. getting worked out, right? Right. And he's like, but why don't we start with masturbating? He's like, why don't you just get at it once a day? Like, let's make an effort Mm -hmm. to get at it once a day for 30 Mm -hmm. days, and I think it'll boost your overall feeling about love. And, you know, maybe we'll think about switching you to a different medication. The medication was for pain at the time, so it was a pain medication. And, um, and, And I... I did that, and I, it really improved the way that I felt in general about sex. It made me more horny. Horniness begets horniness is what I said. <laughs> do you agree with do you, do you agree with that for women also? I do. And, you know, the thing is, the more you're comfortable with your own body, the more empowered you are, the better you can enjoy your experience. And when you're really into your experience and you don't have all these little hangups about this and that, it's always going to be mm. better. So, yeah, Yeah. I think it's true for women. And I I encourage women, even when they don't have a partner, especially when they're getting older, that they need to continue some sort of activity for themselves. Okay, Mm -hmm. so Mm, women, even with some like vulvar skin conditions or problems, if they stay active, then their disease process is lessened versus those who are not doing anything at all. Wow. Yeah, when the blood's a flowing, you keep on going. Yeah. That's what that's what Grandpa used to say. <laughs> Very good phrase. Very good phrase. In Japan, doctor, they're having a big problem because the men over in Japan and Korea specifically, they're okay. having a problem because they're reaching negative birth rates, close to negative birth rates. And one of the reasons, or one of the problems that they're having, is that the men there are not finding women particularly attractive. They're not having sex. And so their they, so their society in general, they're paying people to have children over in Japan. I don't know if you know this, but they pay you like a stipend to have. A, really? Uh, yes. They're trying to encourage the young men to get up off the couch, stop playing video games and, you know, buying used underwear in a <laughs> fucking slot machine and go out and find a real woman and have right. sex. It's a problem. And I, I think it's also becoming probably starting to become a problem here in the United States. If my Internet research tells me anything, <laughs> it's that there's a lot of young men who don't even know what a real woman looks like, let alone have inter- right. – they're scared. They're scared of women, right? Yeah. I used to – excuse the language here, Dr. Sin. I'm sure you've heard it. But I used to have a friend – I think I told you about this. A guy who was older than me. I was like in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And he was in his 40s. And he used to say, you're still at the age where you're scared of pussy. <laughs> and I was – I always thought, you know what? I'm really not. Like, I'm really not. I I probably like it. But now I get older, and I kind of understand what he meant. Like, the intention was taken. Older and wiser. Yeah. Do you you think this is a problem in our society that that men, and maybe women too, men and boys, are seeing that they can get what they need by watching an unrealistic porn movie, playing the video games, or chit-chatting online with their their friends and sending dick pics to people via DMs. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like this is becoming problematic in our society? Absolutely, and I think it's going to get worse. I mean, even if you look at how we initiate dating now, at least for the younger generation, it's off an app. 
right? What happened yeah. to going yeah. to the mall, you know, playing Google Eyes with someone, building up yeah. your courage to walk up and speak to them. So, yeah. so much is impersonal now that clearly it's going to be worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. And the on-demand. The on-demand. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. You don't have to work for it. Yeah, it's, we have been telling these stories here mm-hmm. on the commercial break, you know, about people that we know that'll walk, they'll, ha- they'll swipe right, swipe left, mm-hmm. set up a date. There's obviously some interest there. Now it's totally based on physicality and nothing else whatsoever. Right. But they go on this date. I have a friend who walked in, who's done, this has happened multiple times, walks in, starts a drink or dinner with somebody, they go to the bathroom, and they never come back. Wow. They ghost him at the meal. It's a thing. It happens. How intimidated must you be by the opposite sex if that's happening on a continual basis? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But if you think about it, if we did more old school dating, you would know before you went out on the first date if there was chemistry yes. there, if you really liked each other. So I'm hoping, you know, we kind of get back to that. And I feel COVID has made it 10 times worse. So, yeah, yeah that's true. Mm. Yeah. COVID. COVID, we have a reckoning coming with COVID in so many ways that I, yeah. don't, I don't even think we can, I don't even think we can under, comprehend yeah. how big of a problem this year of our lives gone, or oh, hopefully yeah. it's just a year, yeah. will be down yeah, the, the road. Yeah, the aftershocks. Yes, I see it with my own children. Like my mm-hmm. son started going to school just in the last three months. Mm-hmm. And here's the crazy thing that happened to my son. We walked into the school to do like a like a meet and greet with the teachers. Okay. It was before the students came in, but they had, there was a couple of kids there early because their parents dropped them off early. And then there are like three or four teachers in the room. Mm-hmm. Plenty of toys, lots of things to do. My son grabbed the adults to play with him in the room and okay. didn't even acknowledge the children in the room. Because he's been so he has, used to playing with adults. Yeah, the adults. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah. And so, but that's something that concerned, like at first I thought, oh, that's cute. He's going to the teachers and going to ask them to play. Then I thought, no, it's not cute. He doesn't know what a kid is. He has no idea yeah. what to do with people his size, yeah. right? Yeah. It was really strange. I agree with you on COVID. Dr. Sin, I have a few questions that the audience has given me. Okay. I'll apologize in advance <laughs> for the commercial break audience. <laughs> I have here some questions that have been given to us by the commercial break audience. We'll just all have fun with it. What do you say? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, here we go. The first one I think is an easy one, and this comes from Chrissy and I in the room. We have been talking recently about polyamory, right? We know no one where polyamory has actually worked out in the end. (laughs) Is polyamory a thing that are we as human beings built for monogamy, or is polyamory just a fancy word for my marriage is not working? Um, I think that it's hard to say what we're built for, to be quite frank. Yeah. And it really depends on truly what works for you. Now, I do feel that, at least for some women, they find themselves in these polyamorous relationships, and it has more, it, it's more of a defense mechanism because they've been. Um, you know, betrayed so many times, but I feel there are other people out there that mm. it just works for them. It's, you know, it's just a great lifestyle mm-hmm. that fits their mindset. So it depends. I, 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 I can yeah. get that. I mean, I bet there's, you know, there's got to be some one couple out there where polyamory works. Yeah. And I can see how like a defense mechanism this might be. I have been cheated on so many times. I have been betrayed so many times. I'm just going to let it happen in front of my eyes. So at least I, at least I know what's going on. Uh-huh. Is that yeah. kind of what you're saying? Like they, Absolutely, ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I'm going to talk to Astrid about that. <laughs> 
I will not talk to astronauts. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy uh, asks, he says, when I have anal sex with my girlfriend, it feels like there is lube down there sometimes, but not others. Is there a natural lubing process for the anus? And I can only imagine the answer is no, but I mean, he's asking, I don't know. Not necessarily. However, um, it depends on, if you think about when we defecate, everything's not always solid, right? And so that's probably why he feels different consistencies down there during different episodes of sex. Oh, mm-hmm. because the lower intestines are lubricated to mm-hmm. to let everything else come out. So there's, or maybe just when you're just excited in general, there is so much fluid in that area in general. Maybe he's just feeling like maybe it's lubed up. <laughs> Freddie, I don't have that problem. So there you go, <laughs> Doctor Doctor Sin. This day, this question comes from Stacy on Clubhouse. This is a serious question too. Oh, okay. I am attracted to my cousin. If we have sex and I get pregnant. Is there a chance the baby will be disfigured? This is a first cousin. I asked this question. I asked her if she was serious. She said she was. Um, there are risks uh, as far as, so, you know, there are certain disorders that are genetic, right? And sometimes they're recessive. So if you carry one of the genes and your cousin carries one of the genes, it can increase your risk to have that disorder. So mm. if it's a first cousin, they need to be very careful. I don't tell people I what agree. to do. I just make sure they understand the risk. Listen, ah. I'm just glad she didn't say her brother, right? Very Game of but Thrones. But marrying your cousin is a thing, and it's been a thing for a long time. Oh, like royals. The royals marry yeah, their cousins all absolutely. the time. Uh, and in countries where there are arranged marriages, it's not unusual to marry a cousin or a, you know a, a people relatives that are relatively close to you. Mm-hmm. And let's admit it, everyone has that one hot cousin. <laughs> you know, y'all, everyone has that one hot cousin where you're like, oh. <laughs> and you did if say I they was, were first cousins, right? They are first cousins. I yeah. asked her this question. I said, Stacy, are they first cousins? And she said, yes, they're first cousins. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, yeah risky. <laughs> Risky, <laughs> risky, just because you might get caught. What if you get caught making out with your first cousin? Oh, Stacy and cousin Bill going at it again at the family gathering. Christmases were never the same. <laughs> uh, no name on this question. I don't want to wear a condom when I have sex. I don't understand what the big deal is. If I pull out, I'm clean and tested. How do you react and... to that? I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, how do you know that? She, how do you know? There's no for sure way. So it's like a COVID test, in my opinion, right? If you take a COVID test, you are have do not have COVID for that moment. That's correct. right then in right. that space and time. Right. But the second you leave the COVID testing tent, you could be exposed to COVID, and so you don't know that you're that you're not picking up something along the way mm-hmm. with another partner, or you know HPV can you can I think you get HPV through saliva, can't you? Yeah. So here's the deal with um, that particular question. So, how, when did pulling out ever prevent an STD? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <true> story. Yeah. <laughs> or, quite frankly, when or did pulling out ever prevent pregnancy? Pregnancy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. all learned about this in high right. school, right? It's like, yeah. yeah. So, I would... find himself a monogamous partner. There it is. Both go get testing and then do your yep. thing. That would be my recommendation. Yeah. 
I think a I think a good thing for the commercial break to get behind with all the kids that listen to us, and we do have some younger audience. I think is wear a condom no matter what. Take your part. Take take responsibility, men, in your part in birth control Mm -hmm. and stopping the spread of STDs. Do not rely on someone else's birth control. Do not ask your girlfriend to go get birth control if you're not willing to do the same thing yourself. Because birth control is not a one-way street. It's a two-way street. Wear a fucking condom. Stop talking about, oh, it doesn't feel the same. Listen, you weren't getting laid two days ago anyway, so just be (laughs) lucky someone's willing to have sex with you and put on a fucking condom if that's what you choose to do. Yes. I tell my patients, my younger patients, for them to also keep condoms in their purse. Okay? Mm -hmm. So Uh, when he says he doesn't have one, you say, well, here you go. I do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know a man who would turn down sex merely because you asked him to wear a condom. Because right. uh, pregnancy is the least of my concerns, okay? There are mm-hmm. things out there you can't get rid of, and that's my bigger concern. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. And yeah. let me tell you this from a guy who has children. Pregnancy is falls right behind that other concern. <laughs> Absolutely. Children are no fucking joke. <laughs> They're very expensive, too. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what? The, you know what will kill your sex life faster than any STD? A child that will kill your sex life faster than anyone else. So, boys, put on your jimmies and and then get to action. All right, now, uh, Tender his his or her name is Tender. Oh, it's uh, oh, this is this is a man. Clearly, it says I want to have multiple women in my sex sessions, but I am afraid I can't satisfy any of them. All of them. Any tips or tricks? Well, I think it's important to have Ask a lot more of men to come in. <laughs> Help out, guys! Help out. Come on, guys, jump in. Well, I think there's a lot that he can do. You know, uh, participate in more foreplay. I think that you know it's important to take breaks, and you can take breaks without it seeming like a break. You know, you oh, want to yeah. encourage the women to entertain each other as well, and um, you don't know until you try. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. listen, give it a shot. Just, just try it. Right. I had one experience like this. I had one, uh, two experiences like this. But the one experience I had, it was my girlfriend at the time and then another girl that I was friends with. And we, we were young. And we were all drinking one night at a bar. And we went back to the house. And then all of a sudden, everyone was getting amorous uh-huh. with each other. And I was like, wow, this is really happening. <laughs> right? But then I was quickly left out of the ass. <laughs> And I was like, shit, I knew this was going to happen. All of a sudden, they were in the corner of the bed, and I was like, yeah. But then I, I, I considered jump myself in lucky to have You were taking a that's, break. That's right. I, could, I was taking a break yes. for the whole night. <laughs> for the whole experience. I considered myself lucky to have been involved at all. Yes. And then I just decided, you know what? It's like a porn movie. Only, only, in, only I can touch Oh, I, by the way, a week later, I had neither the friend nor the girlfriend. <laughs> I bet you they, they were still dating. friends. Yeah. Uh, yes, they were, Dr. Sin. <laughs> I saw him at the bar a couple weeks later, and I was like, wow. Oh, that's what was going on. <laughs> Congratulations. They Why should buy you a drink for you. the introduction. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Doctor Dr. Sin, uh, John asks, "Where is the G spot? I have no clue." I, oh, that's a I. good. That's yeah. a very good question. It's a so good question. So the G spot is short for the graphene spot, okay? And it's an okay. erogenous zone that is on what I like to call the ceiling of the vagina. 
So mm. you oh, you got a few holes down there, okay? The yes. top hole is the urethra. The middle bigger hole is the vagina. So the G spot is in between the the urethra and the vagina, okay? Ah. So it is the ceiling of the vagina where you want to hit. So in other words, if you were to stick your finger like a hook into the vagina, it would be on the top. If you That'd were, be if the top of your finger was near the belly, or you were thinking about looking at the mm-hmm. belly, it would be like almost like a come hither motion, right? The G spot would be up there. Yes. Nice work, Brian. Hey, I know a few things. <laughs> 44 years old, but it took me a minute to get there. John, good luck to you, sir. Good luck to you. <laughs> this experiment. Yes. Uh, this question comes from no- from nobody at all. It says, I, uh, I, I'm attracted to my little ponies. <laughs> Is that weird? I'm going to answer that question fl- for oh, you. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's weird to be attracted to a pony. Well, it's weird to you. Okay. But, you know. I'm not judgmental, okay. but this one's a little strange. But there is a show that my daughter watches called My Little Pony. Okay. Yes. And these is these little ponies. They're super cute and they're dressed up. You got like the cowgirl, different things. So is he attracted to the show? My little pony. Yes, that's what he's talking about. He's saying okay. he's a he's a brony, and I I I have done some research on this for shows that we have done before. Now mm-hmm. I want to say that I'm not judgmental about anybody's sexual predilections, as long as you're not hurting anybody, right. having sex with a child, or hurting a partner mm-hmm. in a non consensual way. I think whatever it is you choose to do is what you choose to do. However, I think it's a little. I think we're I think we're like skating on that line when we're looking at children's television shows where they're portraying children like ponies and then saying I want to have sex with those children like ponies right because that to me feels like you're kind of getting a little close a there yeah. yeah yeah like you know I really want to there's really some adult to, ponies on this show so maybe maybe yeah maybe, maybe listen <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get a name here, and I can understand why, right? right? But I'm going to say this to Mr. X. <laughs> Anonymous. Here. Mr. X, listen, if you're attracted to younger people and the pony is a substitute, you should go see a mental health yeah. professional Absolutely. to take care yes. of those mm-hmm. urges that you have. You can talk Absolutely. through it. You can figure it out, but don't act it out in real life. If it's just that you find ponies attractive, <laughs> then God bless you, sir. <laughs> They, they call the porn movies with the My Little Ponies. There's porn movies with My Little Ponies. They oh. call it clopping. Oh. Clopping, like, you know, like the, the noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yes, That's you can very imagine. interesting. Yeah, you can... Hmm. Okay. Wow. Look out look Full out for that when your daughter's watching. <laughs> yeah, when your daughter's watching that, those YouTube. That's why I'm, I'm monitoring my son's yeah. YouTube 24 yeah, yeah. hours a day because I'm like, I don't want you watching no clopping videos yeah. because those clopping <laughs> videos are extremely graphic. Really? Yes, Ooh. they're graphic. They're like, they're, there's... There is human anatomy on the ponies. And wow. so on a real pony? No, on a my little pony. On a my like on a cartoon pony. pony. Cartoon yeah. pony. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't even it's, you know what? I don't want to talk too much about it because no, it's a little yeah. disturbing. But just know that there is a there's a subset of humans who I think like the television show because they're children inside and that's scratching that itch to be uh to have that wonderment and, and excitement about mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, in yeah, there's a whole we're going to do a show about it, but there's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Okay. This one's right up your alley. I don't like pubic hair at all, but I am of Italian descent and so my vulva, she's saying vagina, yes. but what we really know oh, now is the vulva. Said, mm-hmm. But now she'll say and, vulva. 
We yes. hope so. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so the vulva is the outside where the hair is, right? Right. So now she says, she says my vagina, but what she means is my vulva yep. and my anus are always full of hair. I don't like laser treatments, and when I shave, it comes back what in in three hours. I think she's being a little aggressive <laughs> there. But how do Quickly. I get shiny bald down there, Maria? All right. Well, Maria, there are a lot of different options when it comes to hair removal, okay? Shaving is probably the most uh, destructive to the skin, the most harm to the skin. Mm. Um, Next in line as far as harm would be waxing, okay? Mm. Next would be sugaring. Sugaring is better than waxing. Uh, Sugaring? What's this, Dr. Stutterson? I have no idea. This goes back to ancient Egyptian time as far as sugaring, all right? So it's a paste that's made with sugar, water, different essential oils, a little honey, and they make the paste into a ball. And then the ball is rolled onto the hairs against the grain of the hair, and then it's pulled off the same direction as the hair. And um, sugar actually is a natural exfoliant as well. Okay, so you get a little exfoliation with it, and you're more likely to pull the full uh, follicle out versus with waxing, uh, because waxing is applied the opposite. So they apply it the same direction as the hair, and then they pull it out the opposite direction. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Another thing that she can consider is um, hair removal cream. Now, being of Italian descent, her hair is probably thicker than others. And maybe certain items, like in a little pink bottle, may not work as well. And I just want to let you know that I have an entire product line that will be launching this summer called Beauty Below. And it also includes a hair removal cream specifically for women with thicker, coarser hair, okay? So it's strong enough for the private face, but also protective. So it has the right ingredients to protect it. And if you would like to know about when I'm launching and all the promotions and discounts and everything else, go to beautybelowmd.com and just put your name and email address in there and I'll send you all the wonderful information. So awesome. launching later on this year, beautybelowmd.com. That's where you're going to go to find information about this product and all the products that mm-hmm. Dr. Sin is launching. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit more about her book here in a second. She's got a book coming out, too. Um, yes. But maybe Dr. Sin, because we intend to have Dr. Sin on back, because this is not, these are not oh, the, there's many you. more questions. Oh, that are sure. I have a few more. But, but, um, but when Dr. Sin, when you, get, when you launch that product, you come back, and maybe what we can do is we can – People can ask a few questions. Maybe we'll purchase a few products for them, and we I'm can send to it to them. I'm going to purchase some. I uh, know that. There you go. Look at you got <laughs> one customer good. right here. <laughs> Sounds great. Can we yeah. take three more questions and then and then and then I promise I'll let you go. Uh, my stepmom and I had have had sex, and she is twice my age. Or she, excuse me, she is my age. My dad has no idea. Is it possible for him to smell sex on me, on my stepmom? So I think what his question is, and this comes from uh, Bobbing for Apples. That's, his, that's the name that he's using. But okay. um, I think what he's saying is, is that his stepmom is his own age. He's had sex with her. If they're intimate during the day, dad comes home, you know, it's, it's a close call. Is there a way to, you know, there's a smell to sex, right? It's just, oh, there's yeah. bodily fluids and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Is there, a, is there a way for the, for the father to go, eh, he smells like you've been having sex? Yeah. I say yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And if her smell is on him from like a mm-hmm. perfume, perfume or, or a cologne yeah, or whatever, yes. I think you're playing uh-huh. a dangerous game here, Bobby. Very for apples. dangerous. Yeah, he's bobbing for apples. Yeah, he's bobbing for trouble. Is what yeah, he's bobbing it's for. not ending well. No, I of course it's not. Like no, everybody's just gonna live happily ever after. Yeah, every, we're all gonna get married together, <laughs> sister wives. This is not gonna end well, Bob. Yeah. Bobbing for apples. You cannot be having sex with your stepmom, no matter what age she is. It yeah, doesn't yeah, matter yeah. if she's your age. Your father married her. Yeah. Obviously, for some reason or another, right. don't have sex with no. your stepmom. And they, that's probably going to pick up on behavior even before yes. smell. Because you can tell when two people are attracted to each other. You can feel it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's we've true. all been in a relationship when, mm-hmm. you know, the, then all of a sudden someone starts liking right. a friend or, or a stranger mm-hmm. in a bar and you're like. Looking at uh, him differently. And then you go, yeah. you know, I just, I don't know. I sense something between. No, I hate him. He's ugly. I don't like him. If uh-huh. someone says, I hate him. He's ugly. I don't like him. That means, <laughs> that means I love yeah. him. I want him. Absolutely. You're ugly. No, I want your friend. <laughs> I should do a video. Uh, ten, ten signs your partner's cheating. <laughs> Frank Bernardo Frank video. Bernardo. Uh, it's an inside joke. Um, so, yeah, Bob, listen. Get off your stepmom. Go find yeah. a, go find another girl your yes. own age. I would say go find a girl your own age. But <laughs> she is your own age. <laughs> By the way, Dr. Sin, in Pornhub's number one search, number one searched for porn material in 2020 was stepmom porn. Just wow. so you know that. Just so, just so you can be even more disturbed than you already are by the sexual <laughs> yeah. habits of the country. Okay, my labia is fairly large, and it looks like curtains. I understand what she's saying. Some guys I meet love it, but it can turn some guys off. Besides getting them trimmed or having surgery, how do I? Can I normalize my labia? Uh, love pleated poony. <laughs> That's a good pleated name. Pleated is what she put as her name. That's well, a good name. first of all, your labia is normal. Okay, I agree. We come in all shapes and sizes. It is all about if you like it and I want you to love it. All right. Love Mm -hmm. your vulva vagina. Love your private face as much as you love your public face. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, of course, you can have labioplasty as far as surgery, but she may also want to consider laser Okay, laser skin rejuvenation. There are uh, lasers that can tighten the skin if it's an issue with tightening. Um, And I wonder if she's had like weight loss, you know, that happened kind of quickly because women who have that, sometimes we see that situation. If her weight has changed dramatically one way or the other, if that has contributed to the situation. But I would try lasers. If she doesn't want to have surgery, I would try tightening lasers. I have seen, uh, in my limited experience with uh, vaginas and vulvas, I have seen many different shapes and sizes on labias. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, this is a turn on either way. Again, yeah. I just feel lucky to be invited. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just invited to the party, yeah. and I'm excited about whatever it looks like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But, you know, you see them in all shapes and sizes. As a man, he's just like one of those things. Listen, if women got upset about all the different shapes and sizes of penises, we would also never get laid. You just have to learn to love what you got. And if it's really bothersome or it's like you know, completely abnormal, you just feel upset about it and it's stopping you from living your life, Dr. Sin has some good advice. Go see about lasers or, uh, or labiaplasty. Okay, one final one. No matter what I do, my vagina feels very tight during sex to the point I cannot have sex without pain. So I don't have sex very often. Is this normal? Uh, obviously not. What can I do? Uh, Alcoa. 
Okay, so without being able to ask a lot of follow-up questions, it sounds to me that sure. she might have what's called vaginismus, okay? And so basically when the penis starts to enter the vagina, they have a muscle spasm and it tightens, oh. okay? And sometimes this is related to history of trauma, things of that nature. So what I would do is do some exercises when you're not having sex, Okay, I would get okay. some vaginal dilators. Start with very small. Uh-huh. Um, Are those like uh, dildos, but they're but they're made for dilations? Like they yes, go up a size? Very, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. And um, you know, make sure you're in a very comfortable uh, environment. Maybe alone initially, mm-hmm. or if you have a partner that you really really trust, they could be there. You can actually, I would recommend doing it by yourself first, and then. Uh, incorporating your partner, put your music on, just relax. This isn't even about sex. This is just about self-awareness. And start with the Mm. smallest dilator and use that with lube, okay? And just try your best to relax your body. And if you're able to do it with the smallest dilator, do that for about a week. And then the next week, go up to the next size until you're comfortable. And then have your partner to do the same thing with the dilators for you as you relax. Um, Whatever makes you relax the best. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's aromatherapy. All the above, right? And then after that, have your partner start to use their hands, okay? And then Uh once they're kind of comfortable with that, and then move into sex. And maybe the first few times, you already know it's not going to be a full penetration, but just a a small entry, okay? But you're still loving, you're still doing all the extra stuff, and gradually make your way into full sex. This is the kind of thing, Al. Alcoa, where you really need a gen- you need a gentle, sensitive, understanding partner. Mm-hmm. This is not oh, some yeah. guy that just wants mm-hmm. to go to pound town and plow you. Yeah. You need somebody that's willing to work through this for you. And there yeah. are plenty of us out there because you know, again, He's some right. guys just <laughs> you just feel happy to be in company of a woman. <laughs> and, and so you just right. Go ahead. And if you have any underlying um, issues, uh, any history of trauma, any history of abuse. Uh, sometimes there's abuse and you don't even recognize it as abuse. Okay. Mm, Maybe a partner that you were all in on and then you were young and then he goes and tells the whole school. All right. And so now Ah. you're uncomfortable with even being comfortable with your body because he shamed you. I really want you to go talk to someone. All right. And work through all those issues. Yeah, I think I think here's the bottom line for everyone who got a question in today is that if you really find that any of these things are presenting a huge issue in your life, you need to go see a medical professional and don't Dr. Sin is a medical professional, but she's not treating you specifically. She's answering a question based yeah. on the Internet. So if you really find that any of these things are a problem and please for the My Little Pony guy, don't act out any oh. of your fantasies no. on children. No. That's all I got to ask. We'll get yeah. into that on a different episode. Dr. Sin, where can people find they can go to uh beauty below md.com leave their email address and you'll update them on all the stuff that's coming out in the future right but tell them about your book also that's coming out yes so i have a beaut a book also called beauty below that's coming out and this is where i really teach women about the vulva and the vagina so they can understand its function 
uh, what's normal, what's abnormal, how to prevent some of these common problems that we see, such as like vulvar acne, right? Okay. And then I get into um, also grooming techniques, right? And grooming techniques are pretty much based on what your grooming habits are. And I break women into different type of gardens. So either you have a full garden where you have 50% or more of the hair down there. You have an oh. arid garden, which is less than 50%. And then I have my special category, which is the mature garden. That's for my postmenopausal women. Because as we age, our needs are different when it comes to cultivating our garden. So dependent on your grooming preferences, dependent on your garden type, I give you grooming techniques, best things to do. I also teach women about product selection. How in the world do you know if this product is good or bad for your private face, right? We hear all these terms out yeah. there, paraben-free, sulfate-free, oh, fragrance-free. What does all that really mean? And how important <laughs> is it know. when it comes yeah. to the private face, right? So I go yeah. through all those things in my book. And if you follow me on social media, okay, mainly Instagram and Facebook, I can be found at Dr. Sin OBGYN. That's D R C Y N O B G Y N. And every Thursday night at 7 p.m. on Facebook, 7:30 on Instagram, I give good tips about mainly the private face, but sometimes depending on the month, I may also talk about different women's health issues in general. Got you. So that's Dr. Sin OBGYN. Sin is spelled C-Y-N, OBGYN. That's at. You can find her on Facebook. Her book is coming out. She's got lots of products coming out. This will not be the last time Dr. Sin is here. So let me repeat this again. If you would like to ask a a question of Dr. Sin and the next time we have Dr. Sin in the door, 470-584-8449. Or you can always get us at uh, drop a DM at uh, the commercial break on Instagram. Dr. Sin. This has been honestly one of the one of my more favorite interviews that we've done simply because it's been fun, funny, and informative. Exactly. Thank we you. We usually just pretend we know what the fuck we're talking about, but <laughs> yeah. this time we actually got to have someone tell right. us what the fuck we're talking I about. I love it. I'm so excited about all you've got going on too, Dr. Sun. Well, yeah. thanks for if having me. Let's talk afterwards. Maybe we'll uh, buy a couple of copies of the book and some product, and then we can send it out to some folks who ask questions. We'll say, hey, if we say your question online, we'll send you out a, a free kit or a book. I think that'd be a good way to promote your stuff. We'll, we'll find ways. And if you will, we would love to have you back again. I would love to come back. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Beauty, uh, beauty below, md.com, at Dr. Sin, OBGYN on all the social media. Bye, Dr. Sin. We'll talk to you soon. Thank Bye. you. Thank Bye, guys. You. Bye. Bye. Dr. Sin is great, huh? Oh, fantastic. Wow. I'm Look so all... excited. However, we now know how just how depraved our audience truly, <laughs> truly <Yeah>. is. <laughs> stepmom. You're having sex with your stepmom? Yeah, that's going down I a bad mean, road. Listen, what do you, but what do you do when you have a hot, when, you're, when your dad brings home a hot woman and is like, you know. Well, the fact that they're, hey, both, this is they're step... both going at it. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. You know what? I think this is, I, I'm, not blame, I'm not laying the blame on the father. Clearly, the, the, I think the stepmother and the, and the son are at fault here. But what I do have to say is that if, you know, if dad is 69 years old or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he's bringing home a 20 year old mm-hmm. as a as a new wife and his son is 20 years old, does he not expect some kind of trouble? Yeah. Can you not that... foresee some kind of trouble? <sighs> this just makes sense to me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh... I don't I don't know what else. 
Uh, I don't know what else to say about that. And the My Little Pony guy, we're going to get into this yeah. in a future episode. Actually, next week we'll get into this. We'll get into bronies next week. I just think it's, I think it's time we finally address the brony situation. I had no idea it even existed. There's a whole brony con. Oh my and the brony con is like, we're talking like 15,000 people, mostly young men, went to the brony con. Okay. Some of them say that they are just going because they like My Little Pony, uh-huh. right? But then there's a whole subset, and some bronies claim that every brony masturbates to My Little Pony. Wow. But there is some subset, at least, we know, that is clopping. Clopping. We'll get into clopping next week. <laughs> so if you, have a, if you have the stomach for it, and yeah. the only reason why I know this is because I'm doing research. Right. I just want to be clear. I have, I have no attraction to ponies. I don't understand. I don't understand how you no. have an attraction to a My Little Pony. No. I just don't get it. Yeah. No matter how beautiful their hair is, and <laughs> lovely their eyes are. Yes. Yeah. And those Glutus Maximus is just clopping in the air. Glittering. <laughs> All the glitter Glittering, bombs yes. and sparkly colors. <laughs> and there's lots of guys who are like, "It's just a great show." No, it's not. <laughs> it's intended for children. Yeah. Breaking Bad is a great show for adults. <laughs> right. My Little Pony is a great show for six-year-old girls or or, God, or kids, guys. Yeah. yeah, okay, children, boys. I can understand, you know, my boy likes, you know, whatever, Vampirina, and that's obviously a show in, it geared toward the female energy, but he likes Vampirina, and you yeah. know what? God bless him, like Vampirina. If he watched My Little Pony, it's fucking normal. If you're watching My Little Pony, it's abnormal. <laughs> I don't mean to be judgmental, but I'm going to be judgmental. <laughs> you can judge it's just weird. Way. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Am I right on this one? Yeah. Is this a place I, where I we can be it, judgmental? It would be a deal breaker for me if... If Jeff, Jeff was a mar- yes. was a brony, yes, I don't think you would. I would move on. I don't think to, to another pasture, if you will, <laughs> a greener pasture, another pasture. No pun intended. <laughs> but here's the point: I don't even think Jeff would have gotten gotten past the first date with you, no, because the bronies don't do well with women. Well, That's why they're masturbating to cartoons. Jeez. <laughs> the fuck are we doing? God damn, this country is fucked. This country is uh, fucked. We're going to have a brony in office in 10 years. Oh, my God. Let it hereby there be known now, I declare, March 13th, 2028, <laughs> brony day. <laughs> Let it be known far and wide that we shall all be able to put our dicks in cartoon ponies dressed up like children. <laughs> Until next time. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. The Commercial Break. New episodes on Tuesdays and now Fridays. New YouTube clips drop daily at youtube.com slash the commercial break. Visit tcbpodcast.com for access to our entire media library. Follow us at the Commercial Break on Instagram and join the Commercial Break Club on Clubhouse to join in live recordings. Each episode is written and produced by Brian Green, co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley, with additional content provided by Tina Cano. 